in theory, running a business is a somewhat simple affair. You make a thing and then charge people more for that thing than it costs you to produce it. That extra bit of money is what we call profit. So you invest, let's say, $1,500 to make a bunch of t-shirts. They each cost $15 to make, so you've got 100 of them to sell. You decide to then price them at $20 a piece, making $5 profit per shirt. Congratulations, that means you recouped your initial investment of $1,500, plus you made an additional $500. This is what it means to run a profitable business. And of course, that's what all of us want, right? To build a business that is inherently profitable. And yet, for years now, in the restaurant industry, it's been death by a thousand cuts. As all of our costs go up, profitability goes down. And still, as an industry, we've just held on tight, determined to maintain our businesses. And yet, the numbers don't lie. They never do. In fact, the numbers tell us what is and is not possible. On today's episode, I want to get into the nitty-gritty and talk about how a restaurant's finances can be the key to unlock its success. Best of all, I'm sharing a link for you to snag the only budget template you will ever need, the one I built over a decade ago and have been using ever since. Stick around. There's an old saying goes something like this, you'll only find three kinds of people in the world, those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast dedicated entirely to the restaurant industry. Each week, we discuss the tools, tactics, and strategies that will establish you as a leader in your market. That means doing more covers and driving more revenue. Each week, we choose a topic, we pick it apart, we come up with some key insights, and then we always finish up with an assignment. I leave you with a short, actionable task, something you can do right away to start implementing some of the ideas we talk about here on the show, because as I always say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. So, what does math have to do with marketing? Well, as it turns out, a whole lot actually, because the numbers tell you what is and isn't possible. Let me explain what I mean. Let's say you decide that you wanna be able to offer a more elevated style of service. So in order to achieve that, you say, well, I think we should have more staff on the floor each night. So rather than the four servers you usually schedule, you believe that six servers can offer a more heightened experience. Okay, great. Except by adding in two additional servers, you've increased your labor costs. So you either need to accept the dip in profitability or you need to find a way to offset that new expense. In the end, there are gonna be a couple of different possibilities when it comes to this scenario. So number one, you might decide to raise your prices to help offset the additional labor. Not a bad idea, in fact, it's probably the most straightforward solution to the problem. Or number two, perhaps you say, no, we're gonna leave the prices right where they are, but with the two additional servers, the sections will be smaller and each server will then be able to dedicate more time to each of their tables, which will mean more upsells and more second beverage sales. Maybe it'll just sort of pay for itself. 
Again, not a bad way to play it. Or finally, number three, uh, maybe you go ahead and raise prices only to find that your patrons don't like it. In fact, maybe you start seeing a dip in business, which means you're faced with a hard decision. Either put the prices back to where they were and eat the cost, or double down, keep the prices where they are, and hope your guests eventually come around. Or market yourselves to a different demographic entirely, an audience that doesn't mind the higher prices. And see, that's what I mean when I say the math of restaurants has everything to do with how we market our restaurants. Our work doesn't happen in a vacuum. We exist in the real world with real people and real money. Every little decision you make affects the business. And profitability is like a seesaw. You're either more or less profitable or maybe balancing right in the center. So in the example we just discussed, the owner is considering how best to market her restaurant. Does she elevate the service style and then raise the prices in order to justify the added cost? Or does she remain at a more casual level out of fear of alienating her patrons? There is a path forward no matter which one she decides, but the numbers tell you what's possible. Let me repeat that. The numbers tell you what's possible. And I want you to stop and think about that for a second. Let's consider what's possible. For the next 60 seconds, forget that you run a restaurant. Forget about what has worked in the past and stop trying to figure out what might work in the future. For the sake of this exercise, pretend you don't know anything. Let yourself daydream. So theoretically, you have a business, meaning you make something that people want and you charge more for that product than it costs you to make. Now think about your community, your audience, your customers, the people you serve. Think about their lives and consider what it is they need. And now add yourself back into the mix. Add your business back into the mix. You've got skills, right? Things you can offer that no one else can offer, which hopefully means you are in a unique position to help people. The numbers will show you the best way to do that. So many of us are caretakers. We, we live to serve. That is, after all, what we do for a living. And we all wound up in the hospitality industry for one reason or another. But still, if the numbers don't work, neither will your business. So I founded my company, Chip Close Creative, back in 2016. And over the course of the past four years, I have worked with nearly 30 different restaurant clients. Not to mention, of course, the restaurants I helped open before 2016. So in all, I have nearly 20 years of experience in the industry, and the thing I've learned is that the numbers don't lie. And in my humble opinion, the industry has been broken for a long time, and I see this pandemic as a sort of correction. Uh, maybe 100 years overdue, but still, it's a correction. And more than that, I see it as an opportunity. This is our opportunity to rethink everything about our industry. And that conversation begins and ends by looking at the numbers. So then let's get into the nitty gritty. How many of you have built a budget for your restaurant? Now, I mean, undoubtedly you had to craft something when you first put together a business plan, right? I mean, if you were raising any sort of capital from investors or, or commercial banks or wherever, you would have had to prove that you at least had a plan for how to become profitable. But how many of you still use a budget? I'm going to hazard a guess and say many of you 
no longer use a budget on a daily basis, but your budget should be the thing that guides every decision you make. You want to hire a new manager? How do you know whether you can afford one without a budget? You want to lower the price of your wines by the glass? Well, what will that do to your quarterly revenue projections? Thinking about closing on Mondays or extending your hours on Fridays and Saturdays or adding in a brunch service on Sundays? The best decisions are informed decisions, not gut reactions or or pie-in-the-sky ideas, but actual numbers. And as businesses come back to life, that will be more true than ever before. Now, we were barely hanging on before, scraping together very narrow profit margins, and now we're going to have to contend with a host of new challenges. We can't expect for things to go back to the way they were, which means we can't even count on a modest 5% profit. Now, I know you all know this, but the old business model is dead, and we can't take anything for granted as we move forward. So, come up with a plan now for what your business will look like after this pandemic is behind us. As we've talked about over the last few months, I think first and foremost, you want to figure out ways to diversify your revenue streams. So moving forward, I think that a restaurant's success will depend on its ability to stay nimble and creative and and to generate revenue in a variety of different ways. Your plan, your budget, doesn't have to look like other restaurants. In fact, it probably shouldn't. But you need to have a bunch of different ways to keep money coming in. So it's not just about how many covers you need to do on a Saturday night to make money. But first, it's about figuring out all the different ways you can possibly make money, all the ways you can generate revenue, and then building a budget to support that. To help you do that, I'm offering up a resource so you can build out your own budget. This is something I've never done before, and I really went back and forth about whether to even offer this up. But in the end, I think this is something that's really going to be able to help people. So here goes. I'm selling my budget template. You can uh, click the link that's in the show notes, or you can just visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com. Click on the shop page. It's right there. Uh, You can purchase the spreadsheet that I use for every single restaurant I consult with. I'm selling it for $50, and I promise it will pay for itself almost immediately. Now, this one is not just some simple document. It is a complex Excel spreadsheet, six sheets all interconnected. The formulas are already done. Uh, You just have to plug in the numbers based on your own business. The three main sheets track your startup expenses, your operating expenses, and your income. That's the heart of this document and by far the most useful piece. But then there's also a sheet that estimates cover counts so you can see how that affects overall profitability. There's then a staffing checklist you can use to make sure you're able to hit your weekly payroll projections. And then finally, a five-year summary you can use to show annual profits from year to year. This last page has actually been incredibly helpful in the past when I'm talking with investors or potential investors who want to be able to see quickly a rough idea of the restaurant's profitability. Again, I'm offering it up for 50 bucks. The link is in the show notes. Or again, you can simply visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com and visit the shop page. It's an instant download. As soon as the purchase goes through, the system will automatically generate an email to send you that file. The benefit to using a budget template is twofold. First and foremost, it allows you to break things down to the month, week, and day. This is especially true with the kind of comprehensive budget I'm sharing this week. The other benefit, though, 
is that moving forward, you're going to be able to plan with the end in mind. Now, seriously, this is what I want you to do. Open up this budget and make it so that the numbers work in your favor. I want you to come up with a number that you want to make this year and let that be the first number you put into the spreadsheet. What sort of profit do you want to make next year? $100,000? $500,000? A million? What is that number? Say it out loud. Write it down. And then build your budget so that it gets you to that number. This is what I mean when I say the numbers will tell you what's possible. You're going to break down each piece of the budget into smaller and smaller chunks so that you can start wrapping your head around the numbers. Now think of it this way. Let's say you're going to do $3 million next year, right? So spread over 52 weeks, that's a little under $58,000 a week in revenue, just about $8,300 a day. Okay, we have something to shoot for. Well, next you got to think back to that number you wrote down a minute ago. Let's say that was $350,000. Great. So you're looking at about a 12% profit margin. It's very ambitious, obviously, but that's the point of this exercise. I want you to start with the end in mind and think big. Now, you got to look at your projected income and the expenses and see how you can get there. You'll notice if you've gone and downloaded the budget template that I've built it out with some dummy numbers. So I've imagined a 100-seat fine dining restaurant open dinner only where my target check average is $70 per person, and I'm hoping to do between 150 and 200 covers a night. Now, I'm projecting a little more than $3.6 million for the year, maybe not possible in the current environment, but let's set that aside for just a second. And if you look for the fun of this exercise, I've built the numbers so that the last quarter is very profitable, between 18 to 20%. Yeah, right, you're probably saying, but not so fast. Remember, the point of this exercise is to work backwards. So in this budget, I imagined about $500,000 in initial capitalization, and the thought experiment was whether I could make my investors whole by the end of our first year. So that was my daydream. Wouldn't that be great? Now, when you look over this budget, you'll see a sheet titled Revenue Models and Breakdowns. This is where I scratch out some basic numbers. If I divide $3.6 million, remember that was my projection, if I divide that by 52 weeks, I get a number right around $70,000. That's that's what I need to make every week if I want to hit my goal. So what is that a day? Well, it's about $10,000 a day. Okay, now I'm coming up with a number I can wrap my head around. So maybe that's 140 covers a day at $70 a head. That's one way to get there. Or maybe it's 125 covers at $80 a day. Or maybe there's some other way to get there. Great. At least you know where you need to go. So in this budget, I wanted to make at least $550,000 in profit so I could make my investors whole. In the end, this projects about $585,000 in profit just in that first year. So by writing your number down, you are willing it into existence. In fact, if you don't put it out into the universe, how can you reasonably expect to get there? Remember, it's okay to be successful. It's okay to make money. Now, there's this weird relationship we have with money, and I think it stems from the fact that that we take care of people for a living. So we get to know our staff and our patrons and their families. They become part of our community, a part of our world. But taking care of yourself doesn't preclude you from taking care of them. In fact, 
quite the opposite. I use this analogy all the time with my clients. I tell them to think of it like the oxygen masks on airplanes. So the flight attendants always give the same speech, the same set of instructions. You put on your mask first before you help anyone else. You do that because if you're trying to help your neighbor with her mask and you pass out, then you both lose. But if you get your mask on first, you can then help her and all of the other people around you. The same principle applies here. If you're always struggling with money, struggling to keep the business afloat or or to pay your own bills, then there's no way you can be an effective leader. You can't possibly stay present and be there for your staff and guests that way. But if you take care of yourself first, if you pay yourself first, then think of how much better off we're all going to be. One successful business feeds thousands of people a year and employs hundreds more, and one successful business eventually will lead to others. A standalone restaurant eventually turns into a restaurant group, and think of how many jobs that turns into. Think of the return you can then give your investors and how many more people you can serve. It's time to flip the narrative in our business, and if this whole pandemic gets us to a place where we no longer feel guilty taking care of ourselves, then great. At least we will have gotten something out of it. So moving forward, I want you to build all of your budgets backwards. You're going to think about paying yourself first, right? So if I'm going to be here six or seven days a week working 10 or more hours a day, then this, this right here is the number that would make it all worth it. Likewise, let's look at the flip side of that. Let's say you're not interested in 70-hour work weeks. Fine. You decide it's worth making less money, having a less profitable restaurant if it means that you get more free time, more more time to spend with your family, or more time to sleep, or travel, or golf, or whatever. That's just as important. Say that out loud. Write that down. Maybe that extra free time means you'll have time to devote to opening a second restaurant or focusing on a hobby or your family or whatever. See, there's this thing that happens to so many of us. We spend so much time working in our business that we forget how important it is to also spend time working on our business. Your budget will help you. It will tell you what's possible. So if you're looking at a space and the rent is twice as much as another location, you need to be able to run the numbers and quickly see whether the additional rent will pay off in the end. If you've always had a dream to open a brew pub, you need to run the numbers to see if it makes sense. What sort of permitting is needed? What sort of staffing? What sort of appetite is there for a brew pub in your community? If the numbers make sense, then great. But if they don't, you need to take a step back and rethink your vision. Again, this is something we often think about in the early stages of opening a restaurant, but this pandemic can be a chance to reset, to start over. If the numbers no longer make sense for your business, then you need to build something else where the numbers do make sense. So that's what I want all of you to do this week. Your assignment is to go download my budget template, or if you want to build your own, that's fine, do it. But I want you to start running the numbers so you can understand where you're going and again, work backwards. Again, you can download my template by visiting restaurantstrategypodcast.com, click the shop page, or you can just click the link in the show notes. It'll take you right there. Please do not skip this one. I promise if you take the time to do this exercise, it will change the way you think about your restaurant and how you fit into your restaurant. By starting with the end in mind, by paying yourself first, 
It will create this perspective shift. You will start thinking about your business differently, and that, I think, is a very good thing. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you like the show, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review either on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. The five-star ratings just help boost our rankings, which means we get to broaden this community, which really helps all of us. I appreciate all of you being here. Stay creative, and I will see you again next time.